Hey yo, welcome everybody to the Reveal Rob Show. I'm back after a week hiatus. I am back with a brand new episode coming at you. I'm of course your host, Reveal Rob. Thank you so much for joining me this weekend. I apologize for last week for not having an episode. That's totally on me. Uh, my recording device broke, so um, couldn't record last week. But nonetheless, here this week, happy to be back. Got a lot of news going on today, especially news that broke today. Huge news, especially for me. Um, can't wait to talk about that. Can't wait to talk about a lot of things. Got two movie reviews for you this episode. Uh, the Lodge and We Summon the Darkness. Two horror movies, which is fantastic because, you know me, I love my horror movies. That's my favorite genre of film. So I can't wait to talk about those films with you. Um, other than that, not much going on in my life. Um, this is birthday week for me. That's awesome. Got a birthday coming later this week. Cool deal. And nonetheless, everything's been going good. Hope everything out there has been good with um, the, you listeners. And just rambling on as usual. But again, thank you so much for joining me. Let's just jump into this huge, huge news that broke today. Rumor has it that the man himself, the Batman himself, my favorite Batman, Michael Keaton, is on the way back, baby. Uh, rumor has it that Michael Keaton is in talks with the Warner Brothers to return to the role of Batman that he so famously uh, did in 1989 with Batman 89, as it's referred to now. And Batman Returns, you know, like I mentioned, he's my favorite Batman, and I love the idea of Michael Keaton come, coming back. I always thought and always hoped if they ever did a uh, Batman Begins film, that he would be in the film. If you know Batman Begins, you know, there's an old Bruce Wayne. That's what people would have hoped for Michael Keaton, but no, man, this is this is different. He's going to, from what the rumor is saying, he's going to be returning, or he's in talks to return for the Flash film. Flash solo film, which has been in production hell for years, I want to say at least five years or more now, so um, that's still going on, but what we do know right now is that they got a director, Andy Machete, I probably said his last name wrong, I do it, you know by now, I just mess people's names up, but he's attached, he's been on there for a while, they're writing, they're directing the thing, still going forward, um, Ezra Miller still attached to play the Flash, nothing's changed there, and I'm excited about the Flash movie. Flash is my favorite superhero. So, um, I know what you're thinking. I'm like, isn't Batman your favorite superhero? Batman technically isn't a superhero, but we're not getting into that right now. Um, so I'm excited about the Flash film in general already. Now you're telling me that Michael Keaton may be coming back to play Batman. That's so, so awesome because I love that Batman. That is my Batman by all means. I enjoyed Christian Bale's Batman. I enjoyed Batfleck. But, you know... Michael Keaton's always been my Batman, and I'm really excited about this possibility. This is cool stuff. Um, if you're wondering how this will affect Robert Pattinson, uh, it will not affect Matt Reeves' highly anticipated The Batman film. Uh, Robert Pattinson will still, that film is still happening, still coming next year, and I'm excited for that as well. Can't wait to see what Robert Pattinson does, and he's supposed to be the Dark Knight for that whole franchise and universe going forward. But what does this mean? Well, the Flash film for a while has been rumored to be the Flashpoint um, storyline. Flashpoint, famous comic book, they did an animated film for it as well, which touches on the multiverse. And this is something DC does very well, and they have all their different Earths. And we saw it recently with uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths with the CW Arrowverse shows. So this is something that looks like is going to be coming to the big screens with the Flash film. And this is going to be really cool. We're talking Michael Keaton coming back, um, which isn't too shocking with the uh, show I just mentioned, The Crisis on Infinite Earths. 
Ezra Miller showed up on the Flash TV show, and you had the two Flashes together, which was awesome because for a while those shows kind of the shows and the movies weren't really connected. Now we know it's all connected. And uh, speaking of Michael Keaton's Batman, we had a touch on his Batman in the uh, the crossover event as well. So stuff is connected, and it's so cool to see that happening. And what the rumor goes on to say is that Michael Keaton could end up playing Batman in multiple movies in a mentor-type role, kind of like uh, Nick Fury in the MCU. And that could all start, uh, obviously, with the Flash film and go on to the Batgirl film, which is still in the works, but doesn't have um, Joss Whedon attached to it anymore. Which, if you saw Justice League, you can understand why. <laughs> um, but nonetheless, huge news. I'm so excited about that. I, I can't begin to explain how excited I am for that. You know I'm in the, in the bag for the DC stuff, so whatever you can give me, I'm into. Love it. So happy. And continuing on with the DC world, there's a DC event coming um, called DC Fandom, happening August 22nd, 2020, where we're going to be getting a lot of stuff going on. And um, in, the, in between the times of recording, we had the teaser trailer drop for the Snyder Cut of Justice League, so... We know it's real, we know it's coming, and we finally got a teaser shot, and I had goosebumps the entire time. It's like 30 seconds, or maybe not even that. I think it's like 30 seconds, but it's just, oh, so good. Love it, and I can't wait to see this film, and I just, like I said, I had goosebumps the whole time. Every time I watched it, I watched it like five to ten times in a row, and just every single time, it's just like, oh, the anticipation is building for that. So, uh, with DC fandom, we probably hope for more stuff about uh, the Snyder Cut of the Justice League to be talked about. Obviously, we got this news going on with uh, The Flash, so hopefully we'll get more Flash stuff. Wonder Woman 84 is coming in October. I'll touch on that in a little bit. And, you know, we got the Aquaman sequel. We got we got a lot of stuff going on in the DC world, and DC fandom is going to drop some stuff on us for, for sure. Speaking of, The Rock himself, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, went on Instagram recently, and with this quote, The hierarchy of power in the DC universe is about to change. I will be joining the epic and first-of-its-kind DC fandom on August 22nd, 2020. The one, this one is for you, the fans. The Rock has, of course, been tasked to play Black Adam, Shazam character, the anti-villain, anti-hero himself. So there you go. The Rock's going to be there. We're probably getting some Black Adam stuff, which is really, really cool. Probably going to tie into Shazam too. We heard the rumor. Um, Henry Cavill's back as Superman. Never really left the role, but they're doing something with Henry Cavill as Superman. This is cool, man. Um, DC Fandom can, will be accessible for 24 hours at dcfandom.com. That is dcfandom.com. The global event will immerse the fans into the DC multiverse, multiverse <laughs> with multiple with new announcements for WB games. That is awesome right there. I love the Arkham game series. Can't wait to see what we get there. Rumors of um, Batman Family game. Rumors of a... Suicide Squad game. We'll see what happens there. Uh, Court of Owls game. All that kind of stuff going on. Can't wait to see what they're going to do. WB games. Um, obviously, films news. Just talked about the stuff we can probably see there. And TV news. You know, that Arrowverse is still going strong. So we'll see what happens there. But DC is killing it right now. I can't wait to see what else we're going to get. I'm excited. My DC heart is just beating with so much happiness, so much love because it's, it's, ah, so much is going on and I love it. Love it so much. All right, but that is the news. That's the big DC news. Let's see what else we got here news-wise. Um, well, yep, here we go. Other In other news, completely 
different world of news. Mamma Mia, here we go again. Uh, Mamma Mia, the musical set to the songs of the pop supergroup ABBA, or ABBA, however you want to pronounce it. There's apparently a third Mamma Mia in the works. Has not been officially announced, but um, the person writing it, the, the writer, director, whatever, <laughs> um, says that a new installment could be coming very soon, that they've been pretty much been working on it while uh, things are down right now, and it could have new music from ABBA, 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 however you want to pronounce it. Um, but Mamma Mia, I can be honest with you, I haven't seen either one of the films. I think the first one came out in 2008, and Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. The sequel came out, what, two, two years ago? 2018, so third film is not surprising. Those films did very well. Uh, the reason I haven't seen them is because I never got around to seeing them. Not that I didn't want to see them. I'm, I don't have an issue with musicals by any means. Just never got around to seeing them. But that's cool news. Uh, Meryl Streep is a freaking goddess of acting. So, you know, it's always good when she's putting stuff out. And, you know, I, 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 I don't, it's cool. They're making another film for the Mamma Mia fans, for the ABBA fans out there. That's cool. Will I see it? Maybe, eventually, possibly. But I still got to get around to seeing the other two. But that's going on. Um, and jumping back. To DC kind of um said I would mention this later movie world so movies haven't been coming out in theaters movie theaters have been shut down which is sad for my movie heart because I love going to the movie theaters one of my favorite hobbies uh, a lot of news going on back and forth about movies being postponed pushed back canceled moved up all that so just give you a little refresher here about things that have gone on Wonder Woman 84 has a new release date of October 2nd 2020 so that's going to be basically a Halloween movie if you will which is going to be awesome. There's going to be a lot of kids dressing up as Wonder Woman this year, which is always a good thing. Um, let's see. Tenet, which was and probably still will be the first movie I see back in theaters when the theaters reopen, which theaters should be opening sometime soon, mid-July, like mid-July 17th or something like that. Um, Tenet was moved back two weeks, about a week, two weeks, and is now coming out July 31st. I will gladly see that movie in theaters. Uh, let's see, The Matrix 4 will be moving from May 21st to now being released April 1st, 2022. And Godzilla will be taking, Godzilla vs. Kong will be taking over that spot of May 21st, 2021. Um, other news, um, so that's the movies that have been pushed back. Movies that have been pushed forward, actually, got two of them. Um, Bond, which the name of the movie is escaping me right now i think it's good day to die or whatever but the bond film has moved up five days was going to come out november 25th um which is thanksgiving it's now coming out november 20th and bill and ted face the music moves up a couple weeks a week earlier yeah moves up a week earlier to august 14th 2020 let me tell you bill and ted face the music looks fun they dropped a trailer on us i'm about to play that trailer for you right now Party on, dudes. 
powers to unite the world and save reality as we know it. Bill, we've spent our whole life trying to write the song that will unite the world. Why can't we just go to the future when we have written it? Whoa! Take it from ourselves! But isn't that stealing? How is that stealing? Alright, Bill and Ted, baby. That is so cool that a new Bill and Ted movie is coming. I, I don't know if many people thought it was going to happen, but it's actually happening. It's here, and it will be here in August, so that is really cool. Can't wait to see the adventures of Bill and Ted as they face the music, baby. Can't wait. That's fun times. Hope that trailer wasn't too loud. I'm trying to adjust to a lot of sound things going on here. Um, let's see. Ghostbusters. Got some Ghostbuster news for you. Uh... In a recent, um, let's see, it was some, the Josh Gad show where Reunited Apart did a Ghostbusters special. Had the ghost, had, uh, the Ghostbusters characters on there. And they spoke to, um, Jason Reitman. Again, I'm probably messing names up, but whatever. He said with the Afterlife film, which is coming March 19th, 2021, uh, that was moved. It should have been out already. We should have already seen it at this point, but it got moved to next year. And he actually said, and I'm quoting here, I can't tell you anything, but we are working on another installment. We have a little bit more time, and look, as a director, I've never had this opportunity to actually take a pause, breathe, and look at the movie again. So, they're already talking about another installment to the Ghostbusters. This movie isn't even out yet. Ghostbusters Afterlife isn't out, but it is highly anticipated. So many people can't wait to see this movie. And, by all intents and purposes, it looks like it's going to be a good movie. It looks like it's going to be a successful movie. Ghostbusters has been a huge franchise for decades now. Um, faltered with the Ghostbusters film that came out in 2016, which I don't know why, other than people hating the fact that they were women, the movie is actually an enjoyable movie. Um, please go out and see that. Please watch that movie. Um, it's actually much better than people would have given it credit for being. Nonetheless, Ghostbusters Afterlife is going to be a hit next year, uh, March. And, you know, I'm excited for it. And it's exciting to know that they're already planning a sequel. That's in just that's just insane. But, hey, that's the world we live in now. They, they, they're expecting it to be successful. And they're already, you know, thinking next installment. So, cool. Good on them. Um, Galmel, Gal, Gal, Galmel del Toro. Lord, I suck with names. You know it already. <laughs> Galmel del Toro, you know him. You love some of his movies. He is doing something that I didn't even know. He was working on, but he's working on a a um, stop motion adaptation of the Pinocchio film. So there's a new Pinocchio film coming. It's going to be stop motion. That's interesting. And first bit of casting news I got for you is that Ewan McGregor, the freaking man himself, so many different roles, so much stuff, Star Wars, Birds of Prey, Doctor Sleep, so much stuff, so awesome. He's going to be the voice of Jiminy Cricket. So. Just add another thing to Ewan McGregor's long list of just incredibleness. There you go. Guillermo del Toro. I can't wait to see what he does with this film. Is it going to be Nightmare Before Christmas? This stop motion style? Is it going to be better? Who knows? Well, better. That's 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 saying a lot because that movie is pretty classic. So maybe not better. But will it be as awesome? Will it be as cool? 
who knows, man, but stop motion, it's cool to see classic stuff like that going on, you know, stop motion, got that coming coming out, you've, um, me, huge theme park person, so I love it when there's new animatronics and stuff like that, so that's cool, love to see stuff like that, um, Let's see, in other comic book news, James Gunn says that with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3, we'll probably be saying this will be the final volume with him in the director's chair, and will most likely be the last volume with the current team. Uh, Star-Lord, Gamora, Drax, Groot, and Rocket Raccoon. So, not surprising to think that it would be the last film with James Gunn attached. He, of course, has Suicide Squad coming out next year. There's rumors that he will be working on more stuff with DC in the, going on in the future. So, not surprising that he would be leaving this. If you remember back, he was um, let go by Marvel from the Guardians of the Galaxy. Was first was not going to do Volume 3. But uh, the cast loved him and fought hard to get him back. And they got him back on for Volume 3. So... It's, it's something to kind of pay attention to. If this is going to be a la his last film, it's pretty obvious that the cast might not want to return either since they love working with him so much and would rather, you know, work with him and then, than anybody else, it seems. So, be interesting. You know, those characters, grown to love a lot of them. I didn't know anything about the Guardians of the Galaxy till that first film came out, and I loved it, man. I loved that first film. It was one of my favorite films of the MCU. It'd be crazy to think of, you know, different or new characters, but hey... Time goes on, and the MCU right now is very questionable with a lot of the films that are coming. Not just saying that as a DC fan, I can appreciate Marvel films for what they are. I can tell you there's nothing really coming other than Doctor Strange, the Multiverse of Madness, and the Spider-Man stuff. I don't care about anything that Marvel is working on right now. Um, so, we'll see, but that's interesting news right there. And very believable news that this will be, Volume 3 will be the final volume for James Gunn and a lot of that cast. Um... David Coop, probably saying his last name wrong as well, um, but he is, he recently was attached to write a Bride of Frankenstein film, and news came out that that is still in the works. Bride of Frankenstein was one of the films that was being considered for the now no longer happening Dark Universe, which, sad to say, I will stand up for Tom Cruise's Mummy all day, every day, love that film. But, unfortunately, the Dark Universe didn't happen, but Bride of Frankenstein was one of the films that was attached to that idea with Angelina Jolie playing the Bride of Frankenstein. That, of course, has now kind of been, you know, pushed to the side, nothing going on, but David Koop came out and said that, um, quote, that was one of the things that I did during quarantine. I brought back Bride of Frankenstein into a place where I kind of always wanted it to be. Um... Universal was gracious to let me try again because they had geared up and shut down the Dark Universe. So I have a vision now. They have a... they. I have a version now and they have a version that we all really like. I think they're making... I think they're talking to directors now. Went on to say that it's not the great big $150... $150 $150 movie. Wow. <laughs> Can you imagine? No. A 150 million extravaganza with giant movie stars. It's not as scaled down as Invisible Man will be, but much more reasonable and doable thing that I think a really cool idea, and it's all present day. So there you go. Brighter Frankenstein's... We got work going on Brighter Frankenstein. We, um... Last episode talked about Wolfman with Ryan Gosling attached. Now we got Brighter Frankenstein coming back. So... 
they're for sure doing Universal Monster Films. Probably will not be connected as they were probably they were planning with the Dark Universe before, but they're moving forward and it's cool. Give me as much Universal Monsters as you possibly can. I'm down for it. Can't wait to see what's coming. All right, in documentary news, that's right. I got news about documentaries. Um, Judd Apatow is working on a documentary for the legendary, the late great George Carlin. Quote, I'm about to start work with my partner, Michael Bonifiglio, whatever, on a documentary about George Carlin. I'm looking forward to watching a lot of Carlin interviews and specials. So cool. I love George Carlin. He's my favorite stand-up of all time. I will randomly go on YouTube and just pull up some George Carlin videos every other day or something like that. And just have a great time and a blast. And he was prophetic in the things he said. So can't wait to see this. I love me some George Carlin. This is going to be a cool thing to see. Um, last bit of news is some sad news before I jump into um, the movie reviews. I'd like to take a moment to um, say farewell to Joel Schumacher. Uh, he unfortunately and sadly passed away uh, today as they're recording this episode. Joel Schumacher, you know, you know him for St. Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys, um, the two Batman films, Batman Forever and Batman and Robin, as well as The Time to Kill, the number 23, countless, countless movies that... So many people love or hate or whatever he's, you know, whatever it is. But so many films that I personally really enjoy, like The Lost Boys, like A Time to Kill, like The Number 23, so much. You know, I'll even give Batman Forever credit for Jim Carrey. And, you know, he was a visionary actor. He, was a, he did his thing, no matter what people said. He enjoyed his films. He did what he wanted to do. He did his vision. Uh, legend Joel Schumacher passed away today at the age of 80. Take a moment of silence for Joel Schumacher. And um, coming out of the break, we'll start doing some reviews. Do you like to go to Halloween Horror Nights? Do you yourself like Hollow Scream, haunted attractions, ghostly encounters, and other scary things? Or maybe on the weekend, you like to summon a ghost or go find yourself a demon. If you do, then this is the podcast for you. Haunters! You can follow us every Wednesday on Podbean, Spotify, and iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at Haunters Pod. Where we're ready to haunt you. Ah, wonderful, it comes off kind of creepy. We're keeping it! together. What is this? The power's out. Where are my things? 
no sense. Alright, welcome back to the show. That was the the trailer for The Lodge. Um, a movie in which I never heard anything about. And if I ever saw a trailer for it when I was in the theaters, it completely escaped my mind. I didn't I don't remember anything about the movie The Lodge going in. And I would go to Redbox and look for movies and the lodge is something that came up multiple times and it always caught my attention but never to where I was like, Okay, let me go ahead and rent it. And then I started seeing things about people saying, this is the, this is the next great horror movie um, that is nerve-shattering. It's pulse-pounding, um, new, new great horror film, stuff like that. And I saw people saying they left the theater while watching it, that they've had nightmares after watching it. I'm like, okay, kind of sounds like The Exorcist, right? A lot of people were saying that during when The Exorcist came out, so I'm like, okay interesting enough and you know what I finally went ahead and checked it out went ahead and rented it I'm like I'm gonna, I'm gonna check this out I'm gonna see what everybody's talking about um so before I jump into how I thought about the film the synopsis for you for this film goes like this uh during a family retreat to a remote winter cabin over the holidays the uh the father is forced to abruptly depart for work leaving his two children in the care of his new girlfriend Grace Isolated and alone, a blizzard traps them inside the lodge as terrifying events happen. Um, so there you go. Sounds creepy, right? Sounds, like, so unnerving. <laughs> um, so this film is basically, it's it's a uh, psychological thriller film, which is something that's kind of really been the hit thing recently. Um, not like psychological thrillers haven't been around for years and years, but... Seems like the last couple of years, people have been really talking about these films, mostly with um, Hereditary and Heredity or Hereditary, however the hell you want to pronounce it, and Midsommar coming out. Um, those have been like the big talk, and people are talking about how much it messes with your mind and all that stuff. So this movie, The Lodge, is very much a psychological thriller, and it's one that. It, uh, I remember when I started when I started watching the film, it was just it. It really relies on you know building, and it's it's building to a lot of stuff going on in the film, and you know um, family is the center of it. You got these two kids who are trying to deal with you know 
the new girlfriend and all that stuff and so basically how I felt during the movie there's parts of the movie where I was kind of bored to be honest with you but well not so much bored let me let me rephrase that I wasn't bored it's was just you know there wasn't it's not a high action movie it's very much a psychological thriller where it's going to be slowly building and building and building and a crazy thing happens here and a crazy thing happens there and it just messes with your mind and you're kind of trying to figure out What's going on? Where is this going to happen? What's going... What? What's next? What What else could possibly happen in this film? Um, so overall, my feelings with it... Didn't hate it. I enjoyed it. I think I actually enjoy it more than the two films I mentioned before. The Hereditary and... The Heredity, Hereditary... Whatever the... <laughs> and Midsommar. Even though I love me some Florence Pugh. Um, I, I enjoyed the movie. Like, it's... It takes a bit. It it drags from moment, from times. But you know, it's one of those drags to where it's building to something instead of one of those drags where it's like this movie's awful. I will not say that this movie's awful by any means. It's it's got its goodness to it. It's a good psychological thriller. Um, will I watch it again? Probably not. <laughs> while I, while I didn't hate it, I don't really see any reason to need to watch it again. Um, you know, which is it's weird to say because I, I didn't hate the movie. And, you know, maybe if it's on TV or if it's on when I'm flipping or just I come across it, maybe I'll check it out again just for the heck of it. But it's not a movie that I'm going to want to own. It's not a movie I'm going to, you know, seek out to see again. It's one of those films where I'm glad I saw it. It's good that I saw it, but I don't need to see it again. You know, it's one of those films, so. Overall, I would say it's worth watching. I, I you know, it's enjoyable enough to watch. I, I can understand how it's messed with some people psychologically. It's got some stuff going on in the film for sure. It will mess with your head. There's points where you're trying to figure out what's going on. Um, as much as I've watched movies and throughout the time, there's there's moments in the film that you know, it got my got me you know got me paying attention. And you know, there's moments where I'm like, okay, what's next? What what else can happen? Um, I think my jaw dropped in one moment. I'm not sure. It's I've watched this movie like two weeks ago. <laughs> it's it's been a while. I'm sorry, but you know I didn't hate the movie overall. Didn't hate the movie. It was good for the one watch. I will, maybe I'll watch it again if I come across it. But you know I don't need to watch it again. But I would suggest if you haven't seen The Lodge, if you're into psychological thrillers. If you like the two movies I mentioned before, watch it. It's probably right up your alley if you like those other two movies. Um, but there you go, The Lodge, I say, I give it a pass, I give The Lodge a pass, definitely check it out, um, for sure, The Lodge. Alright, yes, The Lodge, that's my feelings about The Lodge, now, I'm gonna jump to the other review for this episode, I'm gonna queue up the trailer for you right now, hold on, here comes that trailer. Sisters, the evil 
that is heavy metal rock music and unwavering and it's going to corrupt our children's souls girls be careful now there's a lot of evil out there you don't think we can fend for ourselves How many more children must die in Satan's name? Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. It is not too late. Join me in this fight. Incinerate these demons. Send them back to hell. Alright, and that was the trailer for We Summon the Darkness. Yes, We Summon the Darkness. If you remember back, early episode, uh, this is a film I talked about when the trailer came out. And I played the trailer then, I just played the trailer again. And, you know, it was a movie that caught my attention and something I wanted to see whenever it would come out. Because two of the cast members caught my attention. We got Alexandra Todaro, Todario, whatever. <laughs> and, um... You know her from countless things. She's always fun. And Amy Forsyth, who I've become a fan of recently because of the film Hellfest, which is just on my list of favorite films. You know, <laughs> I don't know where it's at. I don't know if it's in the top ten or not, but I enjoy me some Hellfest. I watched the hell out of some Hellfest. I enjoy that movie a lot. There was, honestly, this is not a Hellfest review, but I've watched that movie Hellfest so many times that I've lost count. But I know for a fact there was at least numerous weeks where I watched that movie every single night. But nonetheless, we're we're talking about We Summon the Darkness. So, synopsis for the film. Three best friends cross paths with sadistic killers after they travel to a secluded... Uh, I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be county. After they, um, or country home. Country home, excuse me. A secluded country home to party. So, there's just synopsis. Basic synopsis. We've seen this kind of stuff in other horror films. And all that. Um, we Summon the Darkness. As I mentioned before, the two wonderful ladies of the cast there. There's another wonderful lady by the name of Maddie Hassan. Who um, completes... Probably saying her last name wrong, but again, whatever. Who completes the trio of the three best friends. And they're so good. I enjoyed those three ladies. Um, they did a great job throughout the film. I enjoyed that cast a lot. Um, Taylor Swift's brother's in the film. That's interesting. Didn't know he was an actor, but good on him. That's cool. So... Cast-wise, uh, Giant Knoxville's in the movie as well. Cast is good. Cast is fine. Um, I enjoyed the hell out of this movie. I had a great time with this movie. I wanted to see it, and it always makes me feel great when I see a movie that I wanted to see that has my attention. I had some kind of hope that it would be a good movie, and it makes me even happier when I see the movie, and it turns out to be a good movie. So, so happy to say that We Summon the Darkness is a fun movie. Is it the greatest horror movie of all time? Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But it is just a fun, fun movie, and I had a blast watching this film. So much just stuff going on, and left and right, and just Alexandra's killing it with her character. And, you know, it's just, it's a fun time, man. We Summon the Darkness is a fun time. It's a movie that I am going to 100% put in my collection, watch it whenever I can. Because it was fun. It was a good, fun time. It's one of those films, one of those horror films where it's just a good, fun time. Can't you know, no need to complain, you know what you're getting into, 
it's kind of, you know, obvious some of the things that are about to happen, but it's just a good time, man. We Summon the Darkness is a good time. So, yeah, man, We Summon the Darkness probably won't go down in history as, like, the greatest horror movie of all time, but I think it very much will go down in history as, like, a cult classic kind of film. It has that feel to it. It has that vibe to it to where it's just a good, fun horror movie, and it's worth watching whenever you can. I 100% say see We Summon the Darkness because it's just, it's just a good, fun time. And um, you're going to love the way Alexandra is in the movie. She is she is just utterly enjoyable throughout the film. And the cast for that matter is really good. You know, kind of your typical horror movie cast. But, you know, nonetheless, good time, man. We Summon the Darkness, good time. Like I said, I'm going to purchase that bad boy. I'm going to put it in my collection and watch it so many times because I just had an absolute blast with it. Alright, and that's going to do it for our review, yeah, reviews this episode. Thank you so much for... Yeah, thank you so much for joining me, sorry. Um, take a week off and like lose your mind on how you're supposed to do this thing. But, nonetheless, thank you so much for joining me this week. I had a blast. Hope you enjoyed all that news we broke for you. Hope you enjoyed both reviews. I say see both films. Absolutely love We Summon the Darkness. But, nonetheless... Thank you for joining me this week on my what will be my birthday week. I love and appreciate all of you people that have joined me through the throughout the many episodes of this show. And just know that I'm very appreciative of all your uh, support. With that said, I'm going to close this out with the great, great quote. And I will, of course, see you next week and talk to you next week. Well, I won't see you next week, but I'll talk to you next week. Can't wait for you to come back. But nonetheless... Happiness can be found even in the darkest of times if one only remembers to turn on the light. Talk to you next week. Thank you for joining me this week. Make sure you hit the subscribe button to get updates on all new episodes. As well, follow me on Twitter at review underscore it underscore Rob. Stay tuned for more adventures.